<laughs> so you blew a node, whatever that is? Or I didn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Spectrum. Brought to you by Spectrum Internet. All right. So they usually do a good job, except when it's important. So, you know. Hey, yeah. It's just weird that there's only one internet service provider. I mean, you have thousands and thousands of cereals and potato chips you can choose from, you know, but only one internet. That's true, I guess. Well, why is that? It's so strange. Well, at least Anyways. it's not like uh, streaming services where you need 10 different ones to have everything, you know. <laughs> If well, <laughs> if this was only available on a certain internet, and then you had to have another internet to get, that's uh, <laughs> a crazy world. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I don't really remember where we were. Um, well, hey, let let me make sure I say thank you. I'm not sure I put that out there enough. Thank you, Chris, for starting your podcast. Thank you for inviting me to interview. <laughs> You know, and uh, all of the other composers that have sent you music that you've played, you know, I, I've really enjoyed all of the other composers. You know, there's a few, you know, that I that I really enjoyed. That Dark Concerto by Mark Francis was pretty amazing. Uh, Andre Krylov, I, I believe, one of your earlier ones. He's got a lot of stuff that was nice and. Lance Oliveri, David Momberg. I did a little research, and yeah, there's, I mean, not to leave out any of the other people because it's all been great music you've been featuring on your show. Those are some that spoke to me, you know, more than others. So thank you. Well, thanks, Scott. It's, it's been my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've really enjoyed the variety. That I've got so far, uh, you know, a lot of just non-traditional stuff that I frankly did, you know, it's, I don't know what's out there, I guess. I know a lot of people put up their music in various places and I thought this would just kind of give us, give a place where a lot of people might look eventually anyway, but I've certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's great that you've done it. You know, what can I say? Oh, thanks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of new music, I'm going to be playing a piece by a guy named Paul Horn, and I think I've just got one piece from him, and then I I think we'll play a little Scott Niebauer music as well. How, how do you feel about that one you sent me the other day? Is that... Yeah, play it. That, great. I think it'd be good That's to play. For, I don't know. Well, it doesn't have a title yet, but... Uh, well, usually usually I don't really have a titles until after I finish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just call it by the date. Hey, um, I was thinking... We were having a conversation about those more expensive guitars... Right. I found uh, when I used to play the violin, like it was kind of a must that you bought the pricier strings. Hmm. If you bought cheap strings on it, it didn't matter how nice your violin was; it just sounded awful. And right. by contrast, like 
you know, I didn't really like spending $40 on a set of strings, but I, I think the strings make more difference than the instrument on a violin. <laughs> mm. Well, that, that's probably not true when you're getting into like, you know, some seriously expensive instruments, but you know, I think yeah. a decent set of strings can make a violin, any violin sound pretty good. And I, I started using some more expensive trebles on my guitar a few years back and I can't go back now. Uh, but yeah, I found that, I mean, that's making a huge difference on the guitar. I've not found a bass set I like yet though. I use yeah. those. Hmm. I use Hahnenbach trebles is what I'm using. Hmm. And I, I mean, they add a lot of volume. But I, I also tried their basses one time, and there was the basses sounded like sharp on my guitar. You know, I'd be in tune, but fretted, they just they had a weird ring to them. I didn't like them at first, so. right? Until they get broken in. Maybe, maybe that's it. I I ended up taking them off and putting back on the, my usuals. Mm. But I'd like yeah. to find a good good bass set. Yeah, it seems like the basses are just whatever. Yeah, I've never found anything. I really like the, uh, you know, Savarez Alliance. Those trebles are, uh, are are different, but they're special. I like them quite a bit. Nice. They're more expensive for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just use the Diodario Pro Art, Pro Arte, however you say it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I use for bass. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the EJ EJ forty fives or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the bass strings just kind of they work and then they go dead. And I haven't really noticed any special bass strings, but yeah, it's the trebles that make a difference. Yeah, definitely. So I didn't have too many questions left for you, but it seemed like a terrible place to end. Uh. I was going to ask you where you're at on your iced tea preferences these days, <laughs> because I know you you were going strong for the sweet tea, right. and uh, I know down in the south, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, because I grew up in the north. I didn't really know about sweet tea, you know? It was just, you know, there's iced tea, and maybe you put sugar in it, maybe you didn't. It wasn't a big deal. Down south, it's like, it's a big deal. You got to have your sweet tea. But, uh, yeah, for the integrity, you know, the honesty, just unsweetened <laughs> iced tea, you know, you got to man up. It's like drinking your coffee black. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's how I take it. I take it like my tea. <laughs> you do the coffee the same way, black coffee? Yeah. 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 I, I'll tell you, when uh, I was a kid, I, like, begged... All the adults i think we were on a camping trip i begged them all for a cup of coffee and they said f just to basically make me go away they said fine but you have to drink it black <laughs> so i choked it down because i was going to drink it you know <laughs> right and uh so, so i choked then. that thing down and I, yeah really since then hmm. i don't i found that uh i don't mind like a a flavored latte or something like that you know but uh just sugar and coffee I, I feel like make a real awkward flavor i just i don't like it <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, a little sugar in iced tea, I, I'll still drink it. I don't mind. Well, the thing is, you can't put it in after it's already been brewed. You have to brew the sugar in, you know, while it's hot, or else it just sinks to the bottom of the glass. Is that what they do? You can't. You can't get a glass of iced tea and then just put sugar in it. It'll never. No. Yeah. Sweeten. It, yeah. It won't you, dissolve. Yeah. You can use the sweet and low, the you know, the fake sweetener. That'll work, but oh. it's not the same. Yeah. So it's it's a thing to mix it in while it's hot. Yeah, okay, know, I, I didn't realize that. It's, it's sweet. It's good. I mean, if you like sweet yeah. things, you like Coke, you like Pepsi. You I, I'm more of a, uh, not much, but I'm more of a Coke guy for sure. I don't yeah. like Pepsi. I feel it's a superior drink, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know what. I don't understand Pepsi people. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, tra- it's what? risky territory to be getting into, you know? <laughs> I don't want people well, to get up in arms about it, you know. We we've just divided the audience. I know. <laughs> Either way, it's bad for you. Of course, the sugar is terrible for you. Oh yeah, have you ever seen those uh, demonstrations where they stick like a nail in a glass of Coke, and it yes. like eats away at the nail? Yes. <laughs> that, that, I got to tell you, that kind of changed things for me. Yeah, can't and be I good started for drinking. You. I, yeah, I I hit a lot more tea than soda. You ever tried um, the uh, yerba mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I it's I like it, but it's not an everyday thing. I, I I'll drink it when I'm sick. I found it really clears the sinuses pretty well. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's got yeah. a weird flavor though. Kind of tastes like hay, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my, my dad had a coffee shop where I used to work. And what we did is we used a, it was like a sugar syrup. So all those, all the, like, you had your vanilla and all that. But we had one that was just like cane sugar. So it was like this liquid sugar, and that's how we sweetened our tea. It's good. Never. Good stuff. It's not good for you. Yeah. Better off to just drink it unsweetened. Yeah, it's yeah. Different. I'm not sure how good that for you is either, but it's better. It's I've be got better. one right now. <laughs> I like to drink the uh, uh, what is it? The sparkling waters, like Lacroix in that. Do you? I like those. Yeah. Like just just straight up club soda. <laughs> well, yeah, it has a little flavor in it too. It can get you different flavors in there. Uh, you know, that's, that's a very refreshing drink I've found, too. It doesn't have any calories or any sweeteners. Or... Man, me, t- me too. Who knows We're what's like in, in sync it. Here. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'll get a... I like to just take, you know, some Schweppes Club Soda or something like that, and I'll just squeeze a lime in it. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Refreshing. That's delicious. Yeah, non-alcoholic. It's Put some vodka in there. Non-alcoholic. It's, you know, even I, bet, I bet it would be better. <laughs> so I, I also feel like I had to mention uh, do a little shout out to uh, Guitar Solo Publications GSP in uh, San Francisco if any of your listeners are looking to purchase some classical guitar music sheet music it's a good place to shop because I worked there for a while oh did you? yeah it's a really great opportunity uh, really great really great small small company there 
still have right still on. have some friends that are involved with it, you know, but they've published a lot of music too. Like uh, I mentioned the uh the Sunburst. I believe it's uh, GSP24. <laughs> I uh I've ordered from GSP quite a few times. So were you in San Francisco? Yeah, I lived there for a little while. Worked in the uh in the mail order department there. Oh, cool. That's yeah, that's experience. a great company. Great experience. Great, great company. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of classical guitar music out there. And people say, well, there's not as much classical guitar music as there is piano and violin and all that. Still, there's quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is yeah, quite there a still bit. still is quite a bit. Um, well, hey, man, I also uh, wanted to ask you this before we finish because uh, I know we, we share a love of the Grateful Dead oh, yes. and Iron Maiden. Oh, yes. I know you're a big fan of the Power Slave album, which is very good. Um, I'm wondering if we have other favorite bands that we share. <laughs> you're a, a Black Sabbath fan by chance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Love cool. some of that stuff. Paranoid. Um, yeah, Paranoid's a great album. Let's see. What's some other stuff? You never got into Sonic Youth. That Daydream Nation album was really nice. Is it? There's some nice uh, stuff on that. No, I never really got too into the punk stuff. I kind of checked them out. I was a big Nirvana fan as a kid, and I read like Kurt Cobain was really into Sonic Youth and the Sex Pistols and stuff like that, but... Never spoke to uh, you. Didn't. No, no. I was really into uh, just sort of Aerosmith was my jam growing up. Right. And then uh, I got oh. into like some more heavy metal for a while. There was a phase there. And then it like shot over to like all this hippie jam band stuff. But, yeah, the, the punk never really spoke to me. I liked Quiet Riot when I was growing up. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else, what else is there? Uh, yeah, having trouble thinking of anything now, you know. But I do like the classic rock, most of that classic rock stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Are you a, a Almond Brothers fan at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that out? stuff. I knew they, those guys grew up around Daytona, so there's a lot of people around this area that claim to have met them and hung out with them and stuff like that. Could <laughs> yeah. be true. Could yeah, be true. I bet. <laughs> well, somebody must have. <laughs> traffic. Yeah. really like traffic. Yeah, traffic's good. Mm-hmm. I've always... Um, I've really liked the Rolling Stones. I never did... I never really got the Beatles. Yeah. But, I've, but I like a lot of the Stone stuff. Yes. Yeah. Those those guitar riffs, you know, with uh, Keith. You know, because I, I heard he took his low E string off the guitar. Did you oh, know really? That? Yeah. I did not. So a lot of those, Why? a lot of those riffs like start me up, and all of those really classic riffs. And that might be how he gets sort of that mid-range sound. Is he just just got rid of that low E string altogether. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Isn't that? Yeah. I've never heard of And of course, the, the Black Sabbath dude, uh, Tony Ione, how he <laughs> got his fingertips chopped off and had to create. Oh, yeah. He created his own plastic fingertips. Yeah. 
That's got to have yeah. an influence on your playing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> working, he was working in a steel shop, right? Yeah. I think is crazy. When I found that, that out, I was working in a, a steel shop. I really? Was like, you know, sawing steel, and I read that about Tony Iommi, and I was like, crap. <laughs> Better be careful. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, like Django Reinhardt and some of these uh, people overcome these things where you'd say, well, there's no way you can play guitar. <laughs> you only have yeah. two fingers. Yeah, they do it. They do it. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought if I like lost my left hand, I would uh, I'd get a hook, and I'd put a slide on it, and just become a slide player. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured if I had to choose, I'd probably choose to keep my left hand so I could keep fretting. You know, because you can always find a way to pick the notes. Yeah, if I had and to choose, and well, right, and I think it's the right choice. And I think a lot of people would say you're crazy, but I don't. I think that's absolutely the right choice because guitar comes first. <laughs> everything oh, else, yeah. <laughs> everything else you need your right hand for is second to guitar. Yep. So if I have to do anything with the garbage disposal, I'll just I'll put my right hand in there. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to do it, but yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> And if you had to choose, you know, to lose, be your, <laughs> to lose your sight or to lose your hearing, I guess, oh, it's I'd, sight every day. I guess I'd have to, you know, yeah, I'd have to. It's sight every day. <laughs> but, you know, there's some incredible musicians out there and it's almost like, in a way, it's like, man, I can never, can never touch, you know, talking about Segovia and I don't know who else, you know. Pat Metheny and Stravinsky, the Assads, it's like, man, it's almost like, it's hard to say, you know? I don't know if I can ever, you know, reach the, the heights that those guys made it to. You know, talking about uh, composing for guitar, I was thinking about this since we've had some time since our last conversation, of course, I've been thinking <laughs> about things we discussed, and it's like... You know, it's sort of a poetic way of saying it. It's like the things that the guitar can do, it's almost like worlds. Like you can go to these different worlds in guitar, and the way you get there is by training yourself, almost like if you were going like, to climb Mount Everest. You know, you got to be in physical condition to get to that world, whatever it looks like at the top of Mount Everest. You know, like we were talking about that A. It's a sus two chord. You know, if you're gonna play that chord on piano, yeah, it sounds cool. It's a nice sounding chord. On guitar, you play it, and it's like this whole world opens up. You know, and, and that's a simple example. Like just to get the technique together, just to be able to play that chord, it opens up this whole world that can't be described by just, you know, writing the notes on the page or. You know, so there are places that you can go on the guitar and you have to you have to condition yourself to be able to get to those places <laughs> and you know so there are some places on guitar that I'll probably never get to you know pretty poetic right it is I like that a lot and that's true uh, you mentioning that that a sus 2 on guitar versus on a piano 
I think everyone listening knows exactly what you mean. There's a resonance with that chord that that speaks on the guitar and even fretted, you know, if you, you go up to do it on a B. It's gorgeous. And do it, it on the on the B? You know. Like at the seventh fret or what do you mean? I mean uh no no I like uh just the just the same chord but without the open strings, right? Just everything up a whole step. That's, so that's a whole different fretting. world then, you know? You're in a completely whole different, different world, world. but yeah. uh, different planets. <laughs> It, it evokes things. Yeah, I like that. A different world. Cause, yeah. You play yeah, the guitar open can B. really. <laughs> you know, open B, or you play the B that's on the, uh, you know, the fourth string at the seventh fret. Wow. It, it, it's not even the same note. It's not. Yeah. It's such a different world. You know, a, a pian uh, you know, I, I hate, hate to say it, but I don't think a pianist can understand that because you only got one spot where you can play that particular pitch. And yep. that's one thing that's so amazing about guitar that, you know, I wouldn't want to discourage non-guitarists from composing music for guitar, but in a way I feel like, man, you, you, you gotta play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't, you're missing, uh, possibilities, you know, there's definitely some avenues that you're not going to be able to take just not knowing them. Like yeah. you say, you, I mean, that B is in three or four different places on the guitar and every one is unique and has its own character. Or is it the ninth fret on the fourth string? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seventh, ninth. It's a mystery. It's a mystery even to me still, you know? Yeah. It's a very mysterious I, it's, instrument. It's because we, we have that B bar chord on the seventh fret. It just seems right. <laughs> call it the seventh i knew what you meant well you know it also seems like guitarists are are more accepting of you know it's like usually guitarists tend to get along with each other has been my experience you know there seems to yeah. be more more animosity between performers of, of other instruments may not be true but it's always my experience guitarists tend to get along for some reason yeah I think that's true, especially in uh, like the college world, mm -hmm. where, I mean, I've said before, I, I find it, as much as I love classical music, I the snootiness of it all really drives me nuts. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the uh, there is a lot of competitiveness in like the orchestra. I haven't seen this, but I've heard of like woodwind players you know sabotaging each other's reads and stuff before mm -hmm. they go take auditions and you know i never experienced anything like that with guitar it was always a nice camaraderie and yeah and it's like true. it's like the kids at the back of the bus you know they're just <laughs> a little more laid back maybe not getting the best grades but you know <laughs> yeah I think that's what we are maybe the kids at the back of the bus i don't know <laughs> there's just something about it there's something beyond words when you just when you just play that power chord at the seventh fret it's just you know for it it either speaks to you or it doesn't you know i was talking about that six pistols song that just it just spoke to me and i think everyone has their own moment when they heard some music and it was just wow you know and you can't 
explain it. You can't describe it. You can try to recreate it, but you never will. <laughs> and, you know, the, like that's why those original recordings of, of some of those really classic songs, you know, like by today's standards, they're not as good recordings. Some of the early Rolling Stones or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> there's just something that's beyond words. They wouldn't sound like that today, that's for sure. You know, I really like even like the old gritty Segovia recordings. They're like, I don't know, are they from the 30s? I mean, they're, well, I, I he, love that sound. Yeah, how he had to do that in one take. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we can't back up, buddy. Get it, get it right. <laughs> yeah, no overdubs then, and that's that's huge, you know. Oh, who was it that sent, I think it was Martin Slater, sent in music that was like recorded from tape, and then he had the tape transferred to digital, but I I really dug that sound. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as I've talked about miking properly and whatnot, I really enjoy the sound of just raw playing, you know? Yeah, reminds me of, I heard about these, I don't know, they're cheap plastic cameras. I don't know if you heard about this, where you can take pictures through these cheap plastic cameras and they're not sealed all the way so some light comes through and you know the picture that comes out from those is like way more artistic than you would get from like a nice camera really no, i haven't heard of this yeah, i think i heard it on uh, npr or something There's, you know <laughs> interesting yeah. i don't know what kind of cameras they are but yeah that's you know the lo-fi recordings and can sometimes be really cool too it's like um, adding record hiss to your, or tape hiss to your. Yeah. They have like plugins, you know. You just put like a fake tape hiss on your stuff. <laughs> yeah, all the. I actually know a guy. I know, I know a guitarist who uh, he recorded. I think uh, it's a Granados piece. I can't remember. It's it's one of his more popular ones, but he recorded it with like a tape hiss plug in on just sound like it's sort of older yeah 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 it's kind of cool effect. right yeah i think that's what we strive for you know that's just sometimes yeah. what i think you know you want to have your music be so original that it's timeless yeah <laughs> hey uh can i ask you a grateful dead question and I got to be careful here because we could easily do probably a two-hour podcast just talking dead. But well, you're welcome to edit any of this down, of course. But that's more work for you. So yeah, no, I think <laughs> I'm trying to keep to. it all. Yeah. Um. But uh, I often I think of the Grateful Dead in eras, oh, basically yeah. by keyboardist. You know, you have mm -hmm. the early Pig Pen days, mm -hmm. the Keith and Donna days. The Midland days, you know. Yeah, Brent Midland, yeah. Yeah, do you favor any of those as you uh, listen? Or? Yeah, I do. I love Brent. I do love Brent for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to get to see Jerry probably about six or seven times. Got to some shows wow. around Buffalo and, you know, I was there right for, on. I was there to witness Jerry. Yeah, when I was 
working on learning those songs, really trying to listen in and learn those guitar parts and really figure out what they're doing, you know, because you can get the chords down and just strum through the chords and yeah, I'm playing the song. But if you listen to what they're doing and they're not strumming chords, it's amazing how, how much they don't play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, a lot of silences, a lot of listening. And then there's like, you got to get this one little doo doo doo. <laughs> right. There's a, do you know the album Without a Knit? It's yes. Like, it's a live. Yes, that was a huge influence for me. Oh, that one's so Love good. Love that album. Yeah. I was listening but, to the Althea from that one, and I was actually really focused on Bob Weir's guitar. And I was like, Bob Weir is doing the coolest thing. And uh, he's playing, I think, slide on it, but okay. uh, he's he's building this this little slide. He's just playing the two notes back and forth, but it it just complements what Jerry's doing and what Jerry's singing so well. And like you say, you can just strum through it, but it's there's so much more going on. It's yeah, he is fantastic. Bob is sure famous for having those really unique rhythm parts and chords and jazz harmonies and stuff yeah well, that's really cool I, nobody I sounds like that. that there's no there's no group you know or style of music that sounds like that i think it i think of it as its own style of music it, you know oh totally it's rock. it's almost like uh it's so many people play them too that i almost think of their songs as like folk it's like folk music. Everybody covers the dead, right? Like, yeah, it's the, Christmas song, songs. The, the song, yeah, but they're just such good songs. And I, I actually, I think about this a lot. Um, I think there's a lot of good bands that, you know, I, not my favorites, but you know, a lot of people trying to do what the dead did, but I like your fishes and widespread panics and mm-hmm. whatnot, but none of them, have the songwriting quality that I think the Grateful Dead have. Yeah, yeah. Some of those lyrics, the Robert Hunter lyrics oh, yeah. are pretty deep. Hey, you ever hear this yeah. band, uh, Osric Tentacles? <laughs> no, but I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> you should check them out. They're all instrumental. Um, Oz, Oz, how do you spell Osric? <laughs> O-Z-R-I-C. <laughs> tentacles yeah (laughs) i'm writing it down now you know they play at stonehenge all the time (laughs) what's that glastonbury festival at stonehenge you know because it's around i don't you don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) i've never been there either but stonehenge man (laughs) yeah yeah spinal tap i'm I'm sure you're familiar with with that (laughs) spinal tap is so it hits so close to home that it hurts a little bit, but it's so funny because it's so spot on. Uh, when they're trying to find the stage. <laughs> All right, it's rock and roll. Oh, yeah. uh, where's the stage? <laughs> yeah. There's. I think the scene of them trying to harmonize at Elvis's grave. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Doors, you know, gotta love The Doors. I do, I like The Doors a lot. The unique sound with that crazy 
organ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw I saw their organist one time, Ray Manzarek. Yeah. Just by himself. It was kind. Of, it was kind of weird, but it was it was fun. It was at this little music festival. Yeah, I know. It was like it was kind of cool to get a piece of them before it was done. Well, I mean, they. You know, I guess before he was gone. Oh yeah. He's passed on, eh? I didn't. I he didn't has. Know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I a few know, years ago. But... The guitarist there, uh, Robbie Krieger. I know he was started off as a classical guitarist. Oh yeah, they uh, introduced us all to um, Asturias. Yeah, right? Spanish Caravan. Spanish Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> classical guitar. Still, a lot of people don't know what it is. You say oh, classical guitar. Well, what do you mean, twelve string? <laughs> you yeah. heard of Andres Segovia? No. That's amazing things, you know, things that are so near and dear to you and, you know, other people have never heard of them. That's just how life is, I guess, you know. No, yeah. It's interesting. They, I was playing, I don't remember what I was playing, but my brother-in-law called it cantina music. <laughs> I was like, that's what this is to you, I guess, just cantina music. <laughs> what music like, was that? Yeah, I don't remember what I was playing. <laughs> It was on a classical guitar. It was some piece. I tell you, I, I have had, you know, a lot of experiences where I swear people don't want to hear me playing classical guitar. <laughs> you know, I've had some yeah. things playing at restaurants and things. And some people, you know, sometimes people are like, wow, that's really beautiful. It's amazing what you're playing. And, and sometimes I swear people just, they don't want it. I don't know. They, they prefer yeah. the jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a negative I, thing to say, no, but that's been well, my experience. You know, I've been I've been there. I did mm. the restaurant thing for. I actually really like playing restaurants, but yeah, some people yes, don't like it. Um, mm. I got to tell you though, you just made me think of something that was really funny. We were playing a band I used to play in. We we're playing at a bar in a town called Delta, Utah, which is kind of a cow town out west. It's pretty. There's nothing out there. Right. And uh, we were playing at the local establishment there. And um, I think we got done playing. I'm pretty sure it was Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan. Yes. Love, and this, love that. This, it's a great song. This old love cowboy Dylan. comes mm-hmm. stumbling over to us and he says, y'all know anything older? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my friend, he's like, would you like some Mozart? Like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so when we took our break they went over to the jukebox they whoever it was and they proceeded to play sweet home alabama like four times in a row mm. while we were on break and then mm. everyone got up and danced mm-hmm. which they were not doing when we were playing and it was yep. like okay we get the point yeah they did not have too. us back i've been there too <laughs> yeah it's just discouraging but you know it, it was, but it's really one of my favorite memories, to be honest with you, because it's just so funny. Like, <laughs> we we get the point. We get the point. <laughs> You've never heard of Bob Dylan, and you want to hear Sweet Home Alabama and the like. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> sometimes, I don't know. I've had that experience too before, but I was also in this band where sometimes we wouldn't play a song. We would just start playing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think uh, I got those maybe. reactions more on, on those types of things. Our audiences <laughs> always appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's, okay, we're going to do a number called Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, did have a, I did have one experience at a restaurant playing classical guitar where... It's really probably my proudest moment, but um, I was setting up and I heard this guy who was just loud mouthing to his family and was saying, oh boy, here we go, another guitarist. And he kept saying, he's going he's gonna to play Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Watch, just watch. Here it comes. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. And I could hear him. And I think he was talking purposefully so I could hear him. You know, he was just kind of being a jerk. And so I, I was... Uh, probably at the height of my practice hours at the time. And I just, I went right into the grand solo by sore <laughs> and I, I pretty much nailed it. Like I played it really well and that guy just shut right up and it just, it was my favorite part cool. of ever playing that restaurant. <laughs> cool. So, so he was impressed. Sometimes he was, I think. <laughs> And I think he was also annoyed that I didn't play Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Cause... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's possible you pull out your pull out your phone and look up the chords to it. And if you're familiar with the song, sometimes you can pull it off, you know? Oh, yeah. Like Every Rose? Yeah. It, it, it could have been done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it could that have happened. Been done, but... yeah, pretty sure that happened to me before. <laughs> well hey man it's been great uh meeting you and talking to you chris same here thank you so much thank you so much great to meet you like i said it's almost like we we've known each other for years here but yeah and mm -hmm. uh i would like to do it again if you don't mind i think uh well i'll be kind of talking about it on the episode getting a few people on here every now okay. and then but uh yeah, I'd certainly need... like to follow up with you one day and just keep in touch, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, yeah me too. Thanks. I mean, I feel like we more or less, more or less touched on everything, but you know, there's a lot of stuff like horror movies. We didn't discuss at all. You know, oh. you're a big horror movie buff. Uh, yeah. You know, I used to really like night of the living dead, you know, watched that many times, but you know, these well, now days, I've got to have you. I've got to have you back on now. <laughs> These days, it's almost like, man, hearing about all the real horror things that people do out there, it's almost like, you know. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I didn't realize, I didn't realize people actually do that stuff. There's some crazy people out there doing terrible things, you know. It's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I don't enjoy realistic horror you know, I, I enjoy a good monster movie more. Yes. And uh, stuff that is just a little too realistic. Just, yeah. It, it stops being entertainment for me, and it's like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't like how the zombies have gotten so fast these days. Zombies are supposed yeah. to be slow, and, and now they're so fast. I think there was such an overload of zombie movies that, yeah. you know, like, what can we do that's new? Oh, let's make the zombies run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zombie apocalypse. Everyone talks about it now. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it might be just around the corner. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever's next for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all we can do is. What do you say? Keep on plucking. Yeah, keep on plucking. Gotta. It's like my Prozac, you know. <laughs> I pull out that Absolutely. guitar and I just. Feel a lot happier. I got in some good playing this morning, actually. Great. Just it gets me where I need to be. Nothing like it. You know, you're talking about how strings would sound good, you know, or different things sound good. And sometimes it's just the way it feels. You know, if it feels better and it sounds better to you, maybe the audience wouldn't even know the difference. But you know, like sometimes a nicer set of strings or a nicer guitar will. It just feels better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if it's comfortable in the hand, that's that's like, I think that's number one. If I'm making a list of like, what the guitar needs that I'm going to buy, it's got to be comfortable in the hand, mm -hmm. and pleasant to play. And the sound, you know, good guitarists can, you know, make a toy sound decent. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about enjoy playing it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, as I said, it's really good to meet you and, uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. I definitely would like to follow up with you. So keep in touch. All right. Yeah. Thanks again, Chris. So, you know, I hope maybe, maybe some of your listeners get something out of this. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, uh, I think putting uh, a voice behind the music, you know, it interests me, for sure. And it's also nice to just uh, have somebody to talk to, rather than trying to carry on a monologue. So <laughs> it's been great for me. <laughs> well, you do a great job. It's always, it's always a joy listening to your podcast. So, well, thank you, man. I mean, keep a lot. it up. <laughs> all right well have a good one scott thank you you too all right so that was my conversation with scott niebauer and i think there was a hard drive fan creeping into the microphone there so i tried to pull it out as best i could but uh a lot of just sound problems going on with that uh service we used but nonetheless i think it was a great conversation and in spite of the technical difficulties, I think we pulled it off. So now we're going to hear that new piece by Scott, which is thus far untitled. Thank you. 
right, so that is a new untitled piece from Scott Niebauer. And now we are going to hear a piece by Paul Horn. Paul writes, I have been learning classical guitar since 2009 and have tried my hand at composing a couple of times. I would consider my music to be contemporary and find that open triads is a great starting point. Andrew York has some videos on this via YouTube. Paul has uh, included some places where we can find him. I'm going to put those on the website as well as other relevant things to the show. This is a piece by Paul called Nothing More to Say. We've just heard Nothing More to Say by Paul Horn. Thank you, Paul. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. I'd like to remind you that you can support the show by going to classicalguitarcomposers.com and purchasing uh, my sheet music. It's a great way to uh, help out the show and get a little something in return. Uh, you can also go there to find links to uh, composers from all of our shows. Uh, if you hear something you like and want to play it, please support the composers who contribute to the show. Many of them have music and recordings available. So once more, I want to thank Scott, and I, you know, I have more questions for you, Scott. I want to talk more about those dead shows you saw. Uh, they released a recording called Truckin' Up to Buffalo a few years ago. I'm curious if you were present for that show. I can't remember the actual year, but it'd be the right location and the right time period for you, I believe. Uh, I'd like to have talked more about Brent Midland and some of the other dead eras. I did want to say I too really love the Brent Midland era. I think that uh, the dead were really 
really firing on all cylinders. I also really enjoy the uh, p small period after Brent's passing with uh, where they had Bruce Hornsby. But another time, I'd also, of course, like to talk more about horror movies. So, with that, we're going to call this a show. We'll resume in September. I want to thank you for joining me. And until next time, keep on playing. Thank you.